Good morning, everyone. This is episode five of Sorry for the Wait. We have arrived. We are back. Brought to you by your representatives from the desert of Indio, sunny city of San Diego and the central coast of California. For February 8th, 2021, let's start the show. What's up, guys? What's going on? What do you do? Good morning. Aaron here. Good morning. Happy Monday. Aaron's representing San Diego. We got Josiah in Indio, and I am Jerry in San Luis Obispo, California. Josiah, are you all right? You hung over? No, not at all. I have a, a new um, a new recipe or a new drink that I drink after I'm done drinking, and it works perfect. It's not really a recipe, honestly. It's a suero, but it's uh, advanced. That's what it says on the bottle, and it really works. I chug like a cool quarter of it before I go to sleep and I wake up like a champ. Oh, so you don't have a recipe? No, I was, I didn't mean to say recipe. It meant like a, uh, I don't know the so word I'm trying to think of. Solution or a regimen or something. Regimen. Like uh, yeah. I don't know. You're always claiming you got recipes for everything. What is it? What's so, say what it is. It's a suero. It's electrolyte advanced. That's what it's called. It's not the regular electrolytes. It's the advanced. And that one. I don't know, man. I, t- I drink a cool, like, I'll tell you, like a quarter of it out of the bottle before I go to sleep and I wake up fucking great. No headache, not not dehydrated, nothing. What was your drink of choice last night? Modelo's all day. He likes beer. Oh, but you know what? We ran out of beer, but for some odd reason, they had uh, Trulies in the fridge. I like Trulies. They're all right. They're Trulies are good. Beer. Yeah, I like the um, Corona seltzers better. Those are my favorite seltzers. The Coronas, yeah, I'm not a fan. I like the Trulies, uh, uh, obviously the White Claws, and I also like the Bud Light ones. Those are pretty good. Even though Ooh, Costco, has, you're right, you're right. The Bud Light ones are good. Costco has their own version of it too, and it's and they're really good. And the reason why I'm asking Josiah if he's hung over was because we are coming to you right after Super Bowl. What number was this? Super Bowl three thousand. Super Bowl. T- it's like yeah, 54? Let me let me look at it right now. Um, yeah, Tom Brady is the goat. He keeps solidifying himself as the goat. What? Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won thirty-one to nine last night, which is crazy because nine points was scored by the Chiefs, who has this high-powered offense. This future of the NFL and Patrick Mahomes and he wasn't able to score one touchdown which is the most incredible stat of the game from last night um it's 31 to 9 that's a complete domination obliteration of the defending Super Bowl champs and Tom Brady just keeps reversing his age he's 43 years old Patrick Mahomes is 25 and by the end of the game Patrick Mahomes looked like he was the one that was 43, and Tom Brady was the one that looked like he was 25. So yeah, Pat Mahomes looked like he was washed up on his way. Now nah, you know what? I'm not even gonna say that. He would seem like he was the only one trying out there. He seemed like he was the only one trying on that fucking field, bro. Poor guy had no offensive line. Yeah, Mahomes left it out. He left it on the field. Yeah, I can give I can give him that. I don't like a. I feel like people are going to hate on him. I feel like when I turn on first take, I'm going to hear Stephen A. Smith like, can you believe 
what happened to Patrick Mahomes? It's like, dude, he's 25, back-to-back Super Bowls. Cut him some slack. He's learning. Good. Yeah, he's a learning. He's a it's a learning experience for him. Hey, maybe Super they meet up again next year. Super Bowl Fifty Five, by the way, it's the one with the L and the V. Um, yeah, I agree. He left it out on the field, and but by the end of the game, there was whatever he left on the field was very minimal because he was just starting to get beat up. He looked like a rookie. Um, you say it's a learning experience. I don't know, man. I I don't know if it's a learning experience. <laughs> For he him, I think he was getting touched every snap. Every yeah. snap he was getting touched. Every snap. I don't think he had one he had out of the pocket, bro. Like, yeah, he, he had, had you're no right, Josiah. You're right, Josiah. There was right. a couple. There was a couple plays where he was scrambling. You know, where they pushed him back 15, 20 yards, and he still threw like this little sidearm that he does, and he threw it to that one receiver that caught it like just half a yard out of bounds, which oh, is just crazy. Yeah. How much? How do you remember that? And the yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. his receiver caught it, but when you look at the replay, he was just he caught it out of bounds. But there was a couple plays, and that's what he's yeah. going for scrambling. Did you see the one where it hit the receiver in the at the one yard line in the chest, like hit him, hit him right in the chest? And that was that could have been a touchdown. Was but it was weird, the, like sideways. Yeah, he was like, like falling out of bounds. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I remember. One. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. got one. They got a picture of him on Twitter going around like he's like literally floating in the air sideways, like vertical. <laughs> I mean horizontal. I mean, I'm sorry, horizontal. And he just throws it, bro. And it gets to the receivers, but it like tips off his fingers or whatever. Hey, isn't this how thing. people used to play quarterback when football first started? What do you mean? Like, weren't all the quarterbacks running around like that? Because you Scrambling? see, like, yeah, like old old football, like when it first started. I don't know. Do they have video tapes on that? Well, because you have no. quarterbacks that were like 22 and they're out there like running back, throwing the football. That's kind of like what him and Lamar Jackson play. I could see the evolution of the sport being that way where everybody's kind of scrambling in the beginning and then eventually learning how to be a pocket guy and leaving it up to your running backs to be the ones scrambling. I could, I could see that kind of evolution. Um, but, you know, it seems like Every few years, you have this great scrambling quarterback, and then eventually they have to learn how to be pocket guys. You know, like you said, uh, Lamar Jackson, even Steve Young, Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb. But there's always something about being in the pocket and knowing how to make that work, extending the play. It's just it's like even Tom Brady. Did you see him scramble at all last night? No scrambling. He was he was asleep in the pocket. Actually, I think I I think he had a lawn chair back there too. He was kicking it. I think he had who would make drinking mimosas in between snaps. <laughs> he had time. He was chilling. So he may have had a truly back there. I want to just get this off off my chest though. He didn't need to win this Super Bowl to prove that he was a goat, but it was the icing on the cake. I agree. Um, I I feel like. There's a there's a big hypocrisy in sports, and we kind of touched on this last last episode, where you win too many is like a negative. But I feel with Tom Brady is like every time he wins, there's, there's still always questions. Oh, he's not Joe Montana, so he wins five. Oh, but he's not so-and-so, so he wins six. Well, he's not so-and-so, now he has seven. Do you know that – so I was looking up these stats last night. I was looking at how many people have, like, what's the most Super Bowl rings? And it's still Bill Belichick, by the way. He has eight Super Bowl rings. Six as a coach, two as an assistant. 
And I was looking, you know, so there's people with eight, seven, six, five, four, three, you know, Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady is the only one that has seven Super Bowl rings from being a player. So there's other players who have like six Super Bowl rings, but it'll be four as a player, two as an assistant, two as a scout. So the next player is only four rings like wow. as the most. Not in, if wow. you take away if you take away assistant front office. Um, you know what I mean? There's one guy who had six. He had four from the five from the Niners and two from the Broncos, but he was an executive. So he has seven rings tied with Brady. But Brady is the only player with seven rings, all player based rings, which is incredible. And that was his 10th Super Bowl, by the way, last night. And, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Tom Brady. I, I think he's the GOAT. I think he might have surpassed Josiah asked this in the in our group chat last night if he surpassed Michael Jordan. I'm gonna say I, I agree. I agree. I don't as know. The, what do you guys as think? The, as the greatest champion? Well, I don't know about the greatest champion because you know you have Bill Russell with eleven. So there's always people gonna bring that up. You know, Kareem Abdul has six championships and six MVPs, which is more than Jordan with five MVPs and the most points. But I think as far as iconic status. It's got to be Brady now. Has, I mean, I'm not even as gonna far lie. as quarterbacks asking that question. <laughs> yeah, as far as quarterbacks, because I feel like you can only compare him to quarterbacks too. Like Belichick, he didn't play, right? Like, no, never played. So I think Brady has that over him because he's out on the field. So he's got seven. He's got seven rings to Belichick's what? I know he's a coach, but that assistant to me doesn't count. So I feel like they're tied right now. But I feel like it showed that well, Brady no, can they do wouldn't out. They wouldn't be tied, actually, because Belichick would only have six if you take away the assistant coach and Brady has seven. And here's the other thing that we got to focus on, too, is that speaking of Belichick. And, you know, you asked um, Josiah if he needed to win another one to a certain extent. Yes, he kind of did. And let me tell you why, because there's this whole question is like, oh, can he do it without Belichick? Can he do it without Belichick? Who needs who? Is he a system quarterback? Oh, he's on, he's never won. It's like I said, it's the it's the hypocrisy of winning too many, too many championships, and I feel like Tom Brady winning last night was like Kobe's passing of Shaq, where you know when Kobe won his fifth title and he and everybody goes, so how do you feel? What what, what does this one mean to you? All one more than Shaq, right? Because he got his fifth, <laughs> and now you can say I've you know I got one more than Belichick and I got one more without Belichick. First year on a new team, you had all the COVID protocols. You know, once again, it was a weird, funky season. Um, and yeah, he did it without Belichick. So you can no longer what what criticism is left? What do you think what what criticism is left right now? I think the only criticism that is left is like if he continues to play, is he hurting his legacy? But then again, you say you criticize his legacy, he's 43. And I told this to Aaron last night. He's going to be the oldest first ballot superstar Hall of Famer. Because if he plays two more years, let's say 45, you get five years after you retire. He's going to be 50. Which is like, if I were to explain to you, Tom Brady's like, oh, yeah, he got in at 50. It's like, oh, what? He had to wait 10 years. He had to wait 12 years. Was he a second ballot? Is he a third ballot Hall of Fame? Is No, is that this dude played until he was 45, which is crazy. So you have to you have to wait five years after you retire. I think it's four or five years. NBA is four years. So potentially he's either going to be forty nine or fifty. 
you know, you know, I was I was telling uh, Diana, she was like, "Dang, Tom Brady looks young." You know how we were talking about how how well he looks, and I was like, "Well, think about it. He's got access to one of the world's biggest models, and what do models like? What are they good at?" <laughs> so his wife, his wife. His wife is considered the uh, the number one model either of all time, but definitely the highest grossing in Giselle Bundchen. She's worth four hundred million, and Tom Brady is worth two hundred million. So they are the Jay Z and Beyonce. Tom Brady the go to because he took a lot of pay cuts. A lot of so pay Tom cuts. Brady. Tom Brady is basically like a stay at home dad who's got a side job. <laughs> you go Sundays, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, you know what? You know what will make Tom Brady even uh, even better quarterback or even more of a great quarterback if he went to another team next season and then oh, brought them no. a Super Bowl. Brought them a Super Bowl. I said, Dad, I'm, I'm taking my talents to Las Vegas. To Las Vegas <laughs> to Las Vegas Raiders. I think I well, might end it there. But if we win, I might end up going to San Francisco. Well, isn't that crazy again? Just to show how crazy Tom Brady is, it's like. Imagine, uh, Josiah, who's your team? The Raiders. Raiders. Aaron? I, I'm a Colts fan, I guess, but I, I really I'm – I'm a nomad right now. I'm going to follow okay. Trevor Lawrence this year, so I'm going to be a Jaguars fan the next couple months. So I'm a Niner. So, you know, we always try to see who the hottest free agent is. and Like, oh, we're going to get, you know, so-and-so. He's going to come on our team and get us a Super Bowl. And it's crazy. What if – like you said, Josiah, what if the Raiders said, hey, we're getting Tom Brady? Would you be excited to get this 43-year-old? Yes, I would. I would be like, you know what? We, we're for sure making the playoffs. There's no way Tom Brady's not making the playoffs. But isn't that yeah. crazy, crazy to say that? Like, let's just say Tom. 43-year-old quarterback, yeah. Which is crazy. Like, how how does Tampa – I wonder how Tampa would be like, oh, yeah, we got Tom Brady. It's like, well, you did get a – you're getting a 43-year-old. It's like the Lakers. We got a – but a 34-year-old LeBron James is like, would I prefer the 27-year-old version? Yeah, absolutely. But it's crazy that Tom Brady is – I'm just no, in awe. Know, I would, I'm I would in prefer, awe. I would prefer 2010 to 2014 LeBron. That was a – he was a like, animal. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Hey, LeBron, LeBron transcended his hate. Brady's kind of done that, but I feel like LeBron has – you can't bring up uh, his record no more. It's kind of weird, but – Back then, he was a monster. He just, that's when he put it all to rest. He was like, "All right, y'all been talking too much. I'm gonna shut it down." Yeah, he does seem like he does seem like you know what? I got four championships already. Like I don't care what you say, what you guys have to say that <clears throat> that I lost six championships or. So that's know, the parallel between LeBron James and Tom Brady. Is that so? Tom Brady's been to ten Super Bowls, lost three, and LeBron has been to ten championships and lost six. So they no. have. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I think he's lost six. So there's been, you know, criticism was like, so for the longest time, Tom Brady had to go up against the ghost of Joe Montana, and now LeBron is going up against the ghost of Michael Jordan. Statistically, LeBron is going to pass Jordan in every sense, right? Points and assists and all this other stuff. The one thing I don't think he'll be able to pass is obviously either getting six championships or or seven. I don't think that's going to be possible. But there's always this standard, right? And now the standard in the NFL is Tom Brady. And last night they were talking about Mahomes. He's like, oh, he's young. He's going to be in a ton of these games. He's going to win a ton of trophies. And I'm thinking, it's like, are they really trying to remove Tom Brady already? Like, what's a ton of trophies? Like, 
what's is seven really the standard? I'm going to ask you guys, is seven really the standard? Because, you know, people feel like if Aaron Rodgers would have had two or three Super Bowls, he'd be the greatest. If Peyton Manning would have had three or four, he would be the greatest. And now it seems like Mahomes only needs to win maybe three, maybe four Super Bowls to be the greatest. Do you think that seven is not the standard? What, what do you think is the standard to be considered the GOAT? To be considered the GOAT or just a good, a good quarterback? <laughs> or the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, you gotta now you gotta that's the bar now. Seven is the new bar. I don't care what you say. You can now six, you six was sure. the bar. Now, now is like okay, Tom Brady. Yeah, you're not the goat until you touch Tom Brady's number. When you win a Super Bowl at 43 years old, may or may and maybe you win uh, seven Super Bowls before you're 40, you know, whatever. But you know, Mahomes, if you think about it, Mahomes has a long way to go. He's what 24? 25. 20, 25, but you have to ask. Excuse me. <clears throat> With that style of play, is he going to even make it to 38, 36? Because usually it's, they not say the, the it's not the play, though, because during the season, when he has a pocket, he stays in the pocket. It's not until he gets flushed out. And yeah. if you, I think what happened to the Chiefs has been happening to him for the last couple of years. They get behind early. Right. And theoretically. Patrick, and Patrick Mahomes is able to play him out of that. He couldn't play him out of what happened yesterday. And Couldn't theoretically, touchdown. usually even their defense will pull up a big play, but they didn't do nothing. Usually with uh, quarterbacks, there's a sweet spot in terms of age where, all right, they got the game figured out. And that's usually around 31, 32. So the fact that he still has another five years to perfect his game and get smarter in the pocket or, or scramble or make better decisions, because he, he's already making great decisions as there is. I mean, granted, last night was a representative, uh, a representation, I should say, of his playmaking and his IQ. Um, it looked like a varsity team against the freshman last night, which I'm, like I said, I'm still kind of scrambling my mind over it. Um, I, think, so, I think I think coaching let him down too, though, because they, I mean, you know, what's your job as a coach? You know, figure out what that defense is doing. Why why can't they why can't they get that get open? We knew that they didn't have a run game though. We knew that there was no run game, but like you know, you can't figure out how to like, you know, get your receivers open. Your you know your best tight end open. I, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, but you got you got to give it up to Tampa's defense. I mean, they were everywhere. I mean, they even the the last throw for Mahomes last night was uh, they were like a yard into the into the end zone, and he got intercepted. I mean, they they he couldn't do anything. Nine points was by a field by your by your. Uh, your your kicker, your field goal kicker, and um, let me ask you this guy. I mean, just now they're starting to talk about it on you know ESPN and all this stuff. Penalties. Do you think the the other team on the field was the refs? Do you think they over refed it, under refed it? Fair. What do you think? Uh, I I don't know. I was about to say I think that the refs really did give Tom Brady one Super Bowl. I mean, one Super Bowl, one touchdown. That, and it was a play that that really could have changed the momentum for the Chiefs. It Which was one? Um, the one that they called in the end zone. Um, they, he went for it on fourth down. What? What's his name? Number thirty-two. He. Uh, you know. 
he this got is the, for the Chiefs? You're saying this yeah, is for the Chiefs? In the first quarter. In the first quarter. Or maybe the second quarter, but I'm pretty sure it was the, the first. Oh, you know what? It was the second quarter because right after um, he went up to when, – when it was halftime, he ran up to Tom Brady and he told him something. They got that on camera. But, yeah, he, uh, he Tom Brady goes for it on fourth down, and uh, they get the stop, and they call bullshit P.I. in the end zone, and uh, they give it back to him one more time uh, at the one-yard line. Like I was like, the refs gave them that 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 touchdown. But they sure. didn't score on that one, right? Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes. I'm not. I'm not remembering that play. You were gonna say something, Aaron. You said that it, it wasn't was, a thing. I was gonna say every player gets calls. It's well known um, that players get calls. It's nothing. I feel like if you look at any sport, any athlete, there are players who get certain calls. Well, Tom yeah, Brady, but even Tony Romo seems to get more. Be a controversial call. I'm sorry. Say that again, Josiah. Tony Romo said that that was that call was going to cause some controversy because it was like clear as day that there was no PI right there. He played him well. Yeah, and are you talking about Tyron Matthew? I think that one. Yeah. And I told Jerry this that the ball was batted down before that was going to have any effect on the, on the throw on the receiver. You know, the ball got stopped at the line of scrimmage, so that's why to me it's like you can't call that, dude. That would have been a big shift. And honestly, like, as a team, you're like, wow. Like, you're already feeling like the refs are favoring the other team, right? I mean, any, any, you know, any player on the field, on the court, whatever, once you start to feel like a ref is giving calls to their team, you know, it's in your head, you know? And, and, then, and then, you know, that happens right before halftime which would have been a big shift in momentum for the Chiefs, you know. They would have been able to get down the field. They were going to get the ball back in the third quarter. Like, you know, it would have been, it would have been, you know, nice for them to maybe possibly get a touchdown and feel good about themselves. But, you know, that was a, that was a big call. Hey, hey, Jerry, I wanted to ask you because you go to a lot of games. Uh, you sit close to the players, close to the action. Can you – I saw Tyron Matthew talking – the NFL has cameras everywhere, I'm assuming. Microphones everywhere, too. <laughs> Microphones everywhere. So they got all of that on audio, video recording, I'm sure. His entire outburst, what he said to Tom Brady. Most likely. Which is which is wild to hear that somebody, well, that the NFL has, I'm sure, uh, who's the, is it Roger Goodell? Yes, the commissioner. He hears everything. And it's the same thing with uh, that happened to LeBron a few weeks ago. He got into it with that. With uh, that Karen, as they're calling her, which I don't, I don't really like that word. It's whatever, it's divisive. He does, he doesn't like that word because uh, Karen is Aaron's middle name, so he feels a little, <laughs> little slight. So, what, so, so what's your question? Yeah, that's right. That is on a birth certificate. <laughs> I forgot. I'm gonna try to get a copy of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text his mom right now. So, so what's your question? The fact that you can hear stuff that's not on TV, or what's, what's your question? Yeah, they should do. They should release that on HBO. <laughs> well, you, you always see that the needs mic'd to up. be watched. You always see like there's you know sometimes they'll post it on YouTube or they have a special where they're like, oh, who's mic'd up for this for this particular game? You know, the NBA does it. There's always a guy that's mic'd up. So yeah, I'm curious to know who's mic who was mic'd up for uh, the game. But yeah, I mean the NFL or or any sports league is definitely under surveillance. There's microphones everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. I mean. For the Super Bowl, there's probably at least oh man, who knows? There might have been less because it's less fans, but 
just on the field of play alone, you, you're probably looking at at least 12 cameras somewhere. You know, you got the camera overhead. The refs are mic'd up, obviously. Um, yeah, all that dialogue is picked up. And sometimes you'll notice it too when you're watching the TV, there'll be a second or two where it gets quiet. And that's usually because sometimes the league also or the broadcast company will be on a five-second delay. So what you're really seeing by the time it gets to your house, depending on if it's satellite or cable, you're looking at probably something that happened already 10 seconds ago. So there is a delay machine in case somebody cusses that the broadcaster can push the button to mute the cussing. You hear it in the NBA. I hear it more in the NBA because, you know, they're always talking. And you'll hear like a, a, a couple seconds of dead silence. And that's to protect themselves as much as possible because you can only do so much with a live event. So that's why there's usually a five-second delay and just to prevent. Because I work at a, a TV station, and about 14 years ago, we had a a reality show come and shoot a newscast with us. And they went live on the air, and we had to rent. Or part of the deal was, all right, we're going to do this live show with a bunch of reality people. We need to get this machine, this five-second machine, just in case one of them slips up. It's not aware of the mic or whatever. And uh, we've only used it once. And it's not cheap, but yeah, these big broadcasters do have everything. Everything is recorded. Everything is being watched. It's, there's nothing being missed. What do you guys think he told Tom Brady? You ain't shit. Something like that. You remember when the uh, and that's the P, when, and that's the PG version. Remember when uh, throw it at me again? Throw it at me again. Watch. Yeah, but remember when uh, they, the Warriors called LeBron a bitch and it became a whole thing. It's like you can players call each other that and then they talk about it later on. It seems they like they only they only bring it up if it's caught on air on camera. Right. If it wasn't caught on on air, then it's just like move, keep keep it moving. Right. Um, so going back to the penalties, let's just say I don't know what how many penalties the Chiefs got. I'm just going to make up a number. I'm just going to say 10 to make it easier. Let's say they only get caught for half of those. Is the game the same? Because, you know, those are all defensive penalties that the Chiefs got. So you still have to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs offense, which never capitalized on anything. You know, let's just say, let's, you know, they, I don't I didn't I'm not trying to be biased. I don't think I saw any penalties by the Patriots on defense. And I could be wrong. And if you guys know of any, please bring them up. So the offense for the Chiefs was still dead. Yeah. No, you guys are right though. You guys are right because they, you know what? Or Aaron's right. I think he said it earlier. The the Bucks defense like was incredible, honestly, and maybe that's why the the Chiefs couldn't do nothing. Well, I mean, besides their offensive line also being hurt too, you know. But yeah, you're, uh, yeah, maybe the penalties wouldn't have been a factor, but the refs did give Tom Brady one touchdown. And so well, let it's me funny, ask- be, it, but they always say this, and this the I hate it. Because uh, we talk about this too, Jerry, like things that are true sayings, but they're they're corny. Mm-hmm. They say like defense wins championships, and what happened? Bro. You you hold it. You hold the team to nine points. What does that tell you? Yeah, yeah. This I, you always hear that. We call those cliches like oh, defense wins championships. Yeah, sure, but you still have to have a, a offense. So let's say, like I said, let's say they call half the penalties. Does the score instead of it being thirty-one and nine, does it become I don't know twenty-four to sixteen, fifteen, or whatever it is? You know, the, whatever funky score. Do you yes, think the, the Bucks co- still? Do you think the Bucks still win? Yeah, yeah, I do. 
Nope. And then, and Aaron was kind of basically bringing up the benefit when you win a lot of games and you be, win a lot of championships, you, you do get, I don't want to say preferential treatment, but there is a little special treatment. You know, people talk about, oh, Brady gets away with all these calls. Jordan got away with a lot of calls pushing off. Even his greatest fame, his most, one of his most famous plays is the push off of Byron Russell on the Utah Jazz in the 98 NBA Finals. And Bob Costas described it as like, oh, no, he just slightly pushed him to the side to just to get him out of the way, you know, just as somebody, you know, touches you on the back to move away if you're in the crowd. And, uh, and yeah, I think there is some clout that you gain by becoming more dominant, more dominant. But I, I got to ask you, what's the benefit of giving Tom Brady the calls? Because, you know, the NFL has had battles with Tom Brady. They're not, they're not on the best of relationship. So with all these conspiracy theories, what do you think the benefit of giving Brady another Super Bowl versus like, let's get him out of the way and give him a homes out with the old in with the new. I think, uh, because like sports are like soap operas for men <laughs> and Tom Brady is a bad guy. Tom um, Brady is a bad guy in the soap opera. If you've ever watched like days of our lives or, uh, what's the other one? Hospital general hospital, general hospital. There's always the bad guy and he dies like eight times and comes back. That's Tom Brady of the NFL. Like Tom Brady he keeps coming back and we're like, Oh no, Tom Brady's yeah. won again. <laughs> but what's but what's the benefit for the league though? I mean, find out. power, the ratings go up. The ratings are up. The NFL loves Tom Brady. Hey, honestly. Yeah. I think a lot of people watch the Super Bowl. Everybody was hyped about it. Like Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, old goat versus new goat. We're talking about him right now. It's like he's – it's Tom Brady. Yeah. He's the Mayweather of the NFL. Yeah. The Mayweather. That's pretty – that's pretty bold. Well, uh, I mean, nah, Mayweather's undefeated. Oh, that's true. You're right. That's true. Nah, but I mean, it's just like a lot of people get excited to watch, you know, Tom Brady on the on the big stage. I mean, even the NFC Championship game was interesting because it was Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. So Could you compare friend- that – could you compare that to like – Habib Nurmagomedov in the UFC. What? What's the comparison? Well, I mean, he's like what thirty-one and zero or thirty and zero, and he's just I ran believe, through. I believe he's twenty-nine and zero. Is he? He's ran yeah, through his I, entire competition, and he's just. Has he been moving weight classes? He might have come out in, at one forty-five, but no, he's not. As far as championship, he's uh, not. And once again, that's the hypocrisy of sports. Of like, you know the best thing you can have is a rival like Tiger Woods had Phil Mickelson, uh, Magic Johnson had Larry Bird. And uh, there is a hypocrisy. Oh, well, he had an easier generation. He had no rival. But if you dominate everybody, like a Mayweather, Mayweather had maybe one rival back in back in the day. Uh, his name was Jose Luis Castillo, I believe. And that was way back in 2004, 2005. It was, like I said, it's a hypocrisy. of If you dominate your opponents, that like hurts your legacy and it's like so are you supposed to lose to create a rivalry i mean what what do you think i i, I don't know um nah may, may, mayweather especially in boxing is different you know because what do you do you what was mayweather fighting like towards the end of his career maybe one fight a year two fights a year yeah he was usually the he picked the mexican dates which is usually cinco de mayo and 16th of september so at most, at most, it was two fights a year in this last five years of fighting. 
and he was making the most money ever at the end of his career per fight, right? With even that Conor McGregor one being like, I think his purse, or he ended up walking away with like $300 million. I believe so, roughly, yeah. Because he's also the promoter, so he's getting promoter, and obviously his base, I don't know what his base fighting fee is, but yeah, he was walking out, supposedly, uh, with a he, $300 million check. People, it just got to the point where people just wanted to see him, and maybe, maybe... The NFL sees that Tom Brady can still go, and they're like, you know what? Not only can he still go, but people want to come see this guy play. So maybe so they do benefit by him winning. Things are also Bowl. things are also magnified too. Like saying he gets calls, I see a lot of players get some stupid calls that they shouldn't get. Luka Doncic leaps eight feet into his defender, and James Harden. Foul. Yeah, no, James Harden was is not as bad as Luka. It's kind of weird. Luca would like throw himself. James Harden did a trick where he dropped his arms and it was like a fake and, and players would slap down and they're like, Oh, there shouldn't be a foul. It's like, well, don't slap at him. So yeah. one of the reasons, so one of the reasons why uh, Tom Brady as this great champion, good looking guy, why he's the villain is basically hate, right? Is he's got a beautiful wife. He's got all these rings. He's got a beautiful family. He's got a beautiful house. Um, which is what creates hate. And I, I think even women, some women don't like Tom Brady as much as you would want think, you know, with a quarterback. But the other controversy is him is suspect, uh, speculation or suspicions of cheating, which is kind of like, I think it's stupid. You know, the deflated footballs. And my argument against the deflated footballs is they turn the footballs over to the refs at the start of the game. Here, Because every team has to turn in their footballs to the refs for inspection. He was cleared going into that game. This was, what, six, seven years ago because Tom Brady ended up getting suspended four games, and they still <laughs> went on to win the Super Bowl. I guess that was against the, the Falcons, the 28-3 to game. And How did they pin that on him? I, don't, I still don't even get the, the, the so play game. I think they were playing, was it the Colts, Aaron? I don't know. They were playing some team, and one of the players grabbed the ball. And go, yeah, yeah and said like, oh, this you know, because that was for me when I broke up with the Colts. Cause I was like, this is useless. Like <laughs> it was a bitch move. It was a bitch yeah. move because the player either intercepted or got the ball. And said like, Hmm, these balls feel a little bit weird. And they brought it to the attention of the refs and it turned into this big old scandal. And the reason why I think it was pointless because like I said, they have to turn these footballs into the refs to inspect. And the ref said, good to go. If the refs say this good to go, it's over. It's done. Game on. So how do you go back and say like, oh, the footballs were doctored and they try to confiscate his phone to see if he was texting somebody like deflate. And that created another controversy. It's like, well, why doesn't Tom Brady release his phone to the league? I wouldn't. It's just like, why? Then you didn't take that. Would you guys Jerry, you don't or just you don't really have a boss. But uh, Jerry, would you give your phone to your boss? <laughs> if something for happened what, at work. For what reason? Just in general, if your boss. No, like, I would hey, not because, yeah. yeah, it's it's no different than if a cop says, hey, we want to inspect your house. Well, you better get a warrant. But if you ever notice in the history of like leaks, you know, like, oh, something got leaked, you know, it's because sometimes, you know, when people turn their stuff over to the police and then you find out in the news, like, oh, there were suspicions of this. Some photos were leaked. Yeah. As Tom Brady to protect his privacy. Yeah, and what and what is he going to say? Deflate the balls under eleven psi or whatever. It was so stupid, and people called Tom Brady a cheater. It's like, look, 
in golf, you get to bring your own golf ball. Baseball players, you know, kind of mess with the ball a little bit. You get to bring your own bat, all this stuff. So this deflation of, I think, one pound under, I think, I think has to be between 12 and 15 PSI. I think he was at 11. Is that really going to change the game that much? That's but but wait wait didn't they didn't they find emails though where he was telling the I ble- the I believe they came across the text manager, messages yeah right. the, hey, leave them right here this is where I like them right right Something which like is that. normal is is every yeah. athlete has their particular way of of their uniform if you're in baseball your bat you like it a certain way in basketball you know. You're, you like your shoes tied a certain way, so you will ask the equipment manager, like, hey, make sure you don't tighten them too tight. You do this. You There's all kinds of modifications, right? So, yeah, I guess they were able to find some text messages to the guy who ended up being called the deflator. Um, and, and it was just stupid. So the only thing – so that's the other criticism of Tom Brady. Oh, he cheated with the Super Bowl. And then the other thing was Bill Belichick what didn't was caught cheating where he had a camera crew – spy i believe on the jets i believe or i forget who it was and he was caught and he was busted but somehow that was attributed to tom brady now did tom brady potentially benefit from that probably yeah if his coach is the one spying and then he's able to create a scheme a a game plan and pass that to the quarterback sure but did tom brady know that bill belichick set up a camera on the opposing team aaron go ahead well i think uh like football has become a game of rules and that's why people don't like when the when the rules get broken because it's become so accurate as well. So if you combine just having the ability to go back and look at everything, that's fine, but they still miss calls like that. So it's just it's just a weird thing that we the NFL's like from now from right now compared to maybe 10, 20 years ago, there's probably more penalties available. There's more things you can get in trouble for. You could also review a lot more things. But it's uh, – I, I don't know. I don't know what point I'm trying to make. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about I, that. I, I think the point you're trying to make, because you, somebody also brought up the magnification of, of, of a game. And it's always – it always seems to be in football or even in basketball that the first three quarters are like let them play. But once it gets to crunch time in the final minutes, everything is magnified. There's people watching more. It's more intensely. This is the Super Bowl. This is – you can say the argument – this is the third third biggest game worldwide over the World Cup. Because as big as the NBA is, the finals is not that big globally. Maybe it is, I don't know. But the World Cup is huge because it's every four years, and that's the biggest stage for soccer. And, and as we know, soccer is a global sport. And I, you would have to put the Super Bowl globally is the second biggest sporting event, even over the Champions League. Because I don't know how the NFL was able to market globally as it's the game. It's the one game, winner take all. So you would expect there would be, there'd be more scrutiny, more eyes, more referees making calls. And a couple of those penalties yesterday were right in front of the refs. So they had to call those plays. You couldn't say like, oh, the fix is in. Hey, if there's a pass interference and the ref is right there and he doesn't call it, what do you he has to call it. We had this problem last year with the refs, with uh, Breeze and the Rams, where there was a pass interference directly in front of the ref and the ref didn't call it. So people complained about that. So why would you complain about it now if a ref is right there seeing the play develop? You have to call those plays. 
Yeah, they definitely they definitely have a tough job. They, you know, well, it's not tough because you have to make the decision: Are you to call the game tight like it is, or are you going to let them play? What's that's really the argument? It's not tough. It's like, are we going to let these guys play, or you got to be fair and call a play what it is? It's interference or a penalty or whatever. Yeah, what do you want? And then even being being on TV with Tom Brady is good enough too. You know what I mean? Like you're a ref, you want to be there. You don't want to make bad calls because even like everybody that refs those games, they get a profile, their family gets interviewed. They're like a big celebrity now. And uh, even you, Jay, working for a news station, you like, you see people on TV and you're like, Oh, let's have that guy on. He's from slow. He's from San Luis Obispo. So, right. I mean, create a local tie. And, and other, another big thing last night that happened was they had the first female ref for a Super Bowl. Imagine the pressure on her, and I think I think she she went through the game pretty quiet. I, I think they might have brought her, brought her up maybe once in terms of like on a play. Um, you were telling me last night, Aaron, about referees in the Premier League in soccer. That going back to this whole clout thing of power, can you can you just tell me that again? What happened? Uh, so with well, soccer's notorious for being rigged. It's kind of interesting, uh, shady stuff going on. But uh, in the Premier League, there was a Premier – he was a referee. I'll look him up right now. But he wrote a book, and he admitted that, yeah, you want to be on certain games refereeing. So High if, profile. So the coach for uh, – I forget his name. Alex, Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Sir. Sir. Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson. You know, he would tell refs like – or tell the association, I don't want this guy refing the game. So you knew that as a ref. So you wouldn't make certain calls against him. Because he wanted to ref those games, because playing, if you do a, a Champions League, you want to be there. You want him to recommend, say, "Oh, I like this ref." So that's interesting. I don't think I don't think LeBron can go and tell the NBA like, "Hey, I don't want this guy on my court." I don't think that will happen. Well, if he makes a big enough stink, which would cause him a fine, because you're not supposed to criticize refs in press conference, you get fined for it. But even if you get fined for it, you've kind of already put it out in the ether. You kind of already leaked out that this ref may be or may not be good. And uh Phil Jackson. That's why I tell you they have a tough job, bro. Like like you're saying, like, yeah, at the before the game starts, are you know are you gonna call it tight or are you gonna let them play this and that? Like I don't think it's a like a, a, a game time decision. I think it's like during the game, you know, you're like you gotta decide whether you know like damn especially it's you know what I've always liked though in basketball? I feel like the last two minutes the last two minutes unless it's super obvious the refs always let them play like even calls that they were probably getting at the beginning of the game. They're not going to give them that, you know, uh, that call at the end of the game. And that, and that actually does affect a player like LeBron or James Harden, who are used to getting calls, you know, in the pain or whatever. But towards the end of the game, the ref's like, nah, man, I'm gonna let you guys play. You guys gotta, if it's a close game, you know, you guys gotta settle that on the court, you know? Uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna interfere, and so that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think it's a, a before the game decision whether you're gonna let them play tight or you're gonna you know uh, let them play you know normal. So I had a I have a friend on Facebook that made a comment about how he goes, "We all know what's really going on behind the scenes, but I'm not to, I'm not gonna go into any detail," which is kind of contradicting yourself you say there's stuff going on behind behind the scenes but you're not going to go into details well i want the details isn't that the whole point of life he goes <laughs> I he goes you know f tom brady and f the nfl 
when Tom Brady retires from the NFL, watch what's going to happen. We'll have multiple championships of multiple teams as it should be. Now, once again, the hypocrisy of sports. Nobody complained when jo- Jordan won his six. Like, oh, there, there, you know, there, there needs to be parity, which is what is called parity is when it's, I don't, I want to say it's equally distributed, but there's more champions, right? As opposed to a dynasty. But then when you get parity, people complain like, oh, well, there's no, kind of what we were saying, like with Floyd Mayweather is like, oh, there's no dynasty. Where's, where's the dynasty? Where's the rival? Where's this and that? So if there's, <laughs> you can't say, <laughs> I don't, it's just this hypocrisy of like, oh, the league is going behind like, yeah, we got to give Tom Brady another Super Bowl. And, and, this go, and this goes into what I was saying pretty much, Jerry, about the, the Mayweather effect. You know, toward, toward, towards the, the end of both of their careers, Tom Brady and Mayweather, you know, they're considered the GOATs. You know, everybody's tuning in to see them play. Now, but I didn't get to say this, though. Everybody's tuning in to see them play or fight because they want to see them lose. Polarizing. Exactly. So it is good for the NFL to let Tom Brady win because, hey, you know what? He's going to come back next season and people are going to want to come back and see him lose. They want to see him lose. Mayweather, they wanted to see him lose. They brought a guy from a whole other sport that was supposedly going to, you know, whoop his ass in the ring, you know, and Mayweather ended up just playing with him. But, like, people want to see the GOAT lose. People hate on success, honestly. They really hate on success. I, right, I don't right. know. If, I don't know if people hate on it. I think it's fun. It's kind of like, all right, maybe we'll fight fight this person, and you want to see him lose. But when he wins, you're like, oh, you know, I knew that was going to happen. Like I knew. And with Tom Brady, it's the same thing. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. The polarizing is is the biggest money maker, right? Because they get money from both sides. Like a Mayweather, you you have his fans who are paying to see him win, and then you have fans of the sport that want to see him lose. Like I hate my guy that I hate is Conor McGregor, but here's the shitty thing about Conor McGregor. He made money for me the other day because, you know, I went over to a friend's house and we watched the fights, you know, we pay-per-viewed it and, and I'm, I'm mad at myself because I want to see him lose, but I'm paying to see him lose. Isn't that ridiculous? And he benefits from that. He's benefiting from his fans and the guys who hate him. Same with Mayweather. He's making money from his fans and his haters. That's to me. That's the ultimate in sports, right? That you can get money from both sides. Um, yes. Polarizing. You pay. Uh, I remember. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Private Parts with Howard Stern, and they couldn't figure out why he was as big. This is going on in the eighties. How big he was, and one of the guys who comes in and analyzes the ratings, they're like, "Well, he's pulling ratings from people who want to hear what he has to say, but he's also pulling ratings from people who hate him just because they want to hear what he's going to say next." And that's like. Is controversial. Like they want to see what type of bullshit he's going to say. What, what he's going to say. Like, what's the shock value? So and they, it worked. they can come and tell him something. What? <laughs> okay. Right. And and that's the, I think that's the ultimate, right? Is like, especially in sports, you could have money coming in from your haters and money coming in from the people that love you. And, and yeah, Tom Brady, you know, like we're going back to Tom Brady. He's got the perfect life. He looks younger than 43. He's got a super uh, supermodel wife. He keeps winning. And yeah, that's the hate. But I, but after last night, what what is left for Tom Brady? For you guys, what is left? I if it was up to me, I'd tell him, look, dude, retire. You've done it. You you've accomplished everything there is in the sport. Go away. Become the super icon. But he said it last night. Oh, we're coming back. 
there's no question like Breeze, is he coming back or is he not coming back? He said, no, we're coming back. What what's left for the guy? What's left? To go, I'm telling you to go to another team and then take them to the Super Bowl. He's that not going to <laughs> he's not going to another team. I think he signed for four years, I believe. Aaron, do you know how many years he signed for? Hey, how many not, years? I'm Michael not sure Jordan how many. See. How many years was Michael Jordan in the league before he made his first NBA Finals appearance? Seven. Yeah, yeah, seven years. And Tom Brady went to his first Super Bowl in his second year, second season, second year? second season. So he signed a two-year, fifty million guaranteed contract. Wild. Which is still cheap if you really think about it. So he's getting twenty-five million a year. Cheap, or what? cheap for who? Well, what I'm saying is, say that price again. Oh no, they paid him fifty million guaranteed, like two years. It's, it's just fifty million a year. No, up front, the guaranteed money. No bonuses. There's, I'm assuming there's bonuses. No, no bonuses. So, but what I'm saying is, so is that twenty five million a year, or is that because you're saying it's fifty million? It says guaranteed at signing fifty million dollars for two years. Yeah, it's a two-year contract. I mean, I guess so you can put tw- it in half. Right. But, but they gave it to That's him up front. Okay. And the reason why I said it was cheap, because he's only getting paid, if if you break it up into halves, it's $25 million, which is, you know, what's Mahomes making? There's a bunch of other quarterbacks that are wick- making way more than what he's making, right? So that's why I say it's cheap, considering, you know, what, you know, they got a Super Bowl already out of it. Yeah, they got their money back. They got their money back. Yeah. So... So let's say Aaron, I mean, Josiah, he's not going to another team. He's not going anywhere. What's left? What's left? What's next? Eight, nine. Super Bowls. If they keep that, that the honesty, honesty, man, I have watched a few of their games during the season. I mean, the Chiefs destroyed them in the regular season. The You know, they didn't look that well against the Packers. The Saints destroyed him. The Saints destroyed him. Like, so I'm over here thinking, I don't think I watched that game, but I'm over here thinking, I'm over here thinking, like, no way these Bucks are going to take away this Chiefs team that is so good. They're so good offensively, you know? Like, I'm like, no way. Like, and sure enough, they just came out like, it, honestly, this game looked like Tom Brady had control of every aspect of the game. He he made the defensive scheme for the defense, and he had the offensive scheme. I mean, he, the coach already said that he co- pretty much coaches the whole offense, you know. I don't even think they have an offensive coordinator. Maybe they do, but doubt it. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Well, uh, so, I mean, we can talk about the Super Bowl for the next nine months, right, or what's going to happen next, who's the favorite I believe going into the Super Bowl, the favorites were uh, for next year still the Chiefs, I believe. And uh, but yeah, I think you know we spent enough time on the Super Bowl, and it was I'm, like I said, I'm in awe um, of Tom Brady, what he's able to do and still do, and it's it's amazing. Let's uh, let's uh, switch a little bit of subjects. Let's talk some NBA. What do you got to say, Aaron? Uh, well. What's going on with the, the All-Star game? We got uh, COVID affecting everything. Uh, you know, Josiah was talking about Kevin Durant getting COVID and what that was like. So, I mean, it was just well, wild to he, see him pulled off. Did he get COVID? What's, what's the latest on that? 
I think James didn't James Harden say that he uh, James Harden they were pulling him on on and off the court because they were telling him, oh yeah you can play. Then they told him oh no you can't play. And then they sent him back out there. And then it was like they were uh, everything was inconclusive. I believe. Yeah, and, he, well, and, then, and then Kevin Durant's big thing too was that I already caught COVID. He had caught yeah. COVID at the beginning, uh, uh, probably at the beginning of all the the pandemic, which was probably around like April or June, is when he caught it. Yeah, so he didn't actually catch it. I don't know. Did I say that? I'm sorry. Uh, but someone in his entourage tested negative, tested inconclusive, then tested positive, and he hung out with that person like three times. But Durant tested negative three times as well. So they let him play, but then they pulled him off. They let yeah. him play again, and then they pulled him off. What what, what happened? Yeah, yeah. They so they did just that, and then they made him quarantine for like seven days. I think, I think I'm not sure, <laughs> but the rest of the yeah. team didn't have to. The neither of the teams, the referees, the coaches didn't have to quarantine, so it didn't really make sense. I don't understand I mean, that. I don't understand. Like, if one player gets it, you have to shut the whole team down, right? Like. That's what happened in in March, right? Last year, with uh, Rudy Gobert. Let me let me. I know we're talking about NBA, but just to go back, they almost locked the they almost locked the arena with all those people. Hey, maybe they wouldn't have. Maybe we would have saw less of a spread in the United States. But you know, they did that. They did that to that That crew. Remember? Uh, Let me rewind it just a little bit uh, regarding COVID and sports. Patrick Mahomes almost potentially got the COVID, which would have put the NFL in jeopardy for the Super Bowl because there was a team barber for the Chiefs that supposedly had it and had already cut a couple people's uh, hair and stuff. And I guess a trainer, I don't know what happened. This trainer, something picked up on. He's like, I think this guy has COVID and they tested him. Sure enough, he did. And I believe the rumor is that Mahomes was like next in line to get a haircut. He was like either the very next person to get a haircut or the following person and supposedly so that the trainer is supposedly uh, the hero for saving the Super Bowl. Imagine that. Imagine Mahomes getting COVID four days before the Super Bowl. Well, well, here's an, a cool stat since we're talking about the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers haven't had a game canceled due to COVID, which is an interesting streak to have. And, the, and, and Alex Caruso got it, remember? When he went missing for two weeks? But, but as far as uh, missing are you games. Talking about, are you talking about this season? Because we did lose – this season, uh, we didn't we didn't miss any games. Oh yeah, yeah. He's saying that they haven't canceled any games, and I'm but, but I'm saying like yeah, that's crazy too because Alex Caruso got it, but nobody else on the team got it. Yeah. Did you guys Did you guys ever know? You remember that there was a Laker in last season that supposedly got it, but they never leaked it out who it was. Do you guys have any suspicions? Javale McGee. I think they said. Oh, why Why do you say that? Because I, I, I thought that, they never. I think that's what I saw. Okay. Um, know. are there other teams? Are there other teams that haven't been suspended games? Yeah, there's. I think there's like four other teams, which is pretty interesting to think about because they're going to have to play these games again. You know, so the Lakers. They're gonna have to squeeze these games in. Yeah. I think the Timberwolves are one of them. The yeah. So that tough that track. that leads us into the All Star game because um, the players say that they don't want the All Star game. LeBron, who's who's not the league, uh, the the union representative, but pretty much already came out and said like, we don't want the All Star game. And anytime LeBron says something, there's always people like, "Oh, there's this. He's only doing this for this." And I and I think it's true. And I think it's uh, I think he needs his rest. <laughs> uh, LeBron needs that week off. And uh, 
Yeah, it's funny. They you hear a lot of money from the All Star game, anyways. And especially yeah, they do. Fans. No, they they make a ton of money because those tickets are super expensive. But I mean, really, do, do people really watch? I I can't remember the last time I really sat and watched the whole. I I can't even remember the last time I was excited for an All Star game. I uh, with All Star games of basketball, they're fun, they're exciting, but I kind of can watch it with like. When I open a little bit, to me, the biggest highlight is the night before, which is a three-point contest, the skills challenge, and the dunk contest. And even in the dunk contest, it's like hit and miss every year. It's just yeah. more of a it thing used to, to let loose. How many dunks you can do. But the three-point contest, that's hard. That's right. Yeah. That the bright. dunks after Blake Griffin jumped over Ikea Optima, it was, that was done. I was like, out. I'm out. I'm out. I can't watch this. Jumping over cars. <laughs> he didn't jump over a car. Technically, he did, but he jumped over the hood of a car. You know, which is three feet lower than the roof of a car, or whatever. I'm just um, like, damn! Did y'all just shoot a commercial in front of my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, do you guys do you guys think there should be an All Star game? Hell no! I, I think that I don't last think so. season there should have been the. That's it. There should be no. There shouldn't be no more All Star games. I feel and like they should by- end the season. They should end the Ooh. season. Go to a bubble for a month, and that's it. We'll come back and we'll come back uh, next October. If they end the season right now, Lamelo goes to the playoffs, and his brother doesn't, huh? I'll take right. it. Right, uh, his brother doesn't go. I haven't checked the, but I think I'm right on that. I'm going to be biased. I'm going to be biased. I uh, I don't want the All Star game, not because I don't want to see the game or I don't care for the game. I'm biased. Is that yeah? My Lakers need they need a rest. LeBron needs a rest. Or they're they're semi ungelling right now. You know, they're losing to bad teams. You know, they, they had a close call against the Pistons the other night that went into double, right? Went to double overtime, right? Against the Pistons. And uh, there's been a lot of close games with the Lakers, even though they've won a few of them. But when you're playing too many games down to the wire, that's a lot. That's heavy. It's, it's taxing on the body. You know, being down, there's been what, three games where they're down by 10 or 14 and they come back. That's a yeah, lot of energy. It's, it's AD though. Well, they were up by like 18, I think. They were up by 18 points. Detroit came back. And they but were talking against, smack. LeBron was but, talking smack and and then they came back. But I think it's well, AD because he's out of shape. He looks chunky. Even Draymond Green called him out the other day. Draymond did? did? What did he say? He was saying, Draymond said, there's one player in the league who's out of shape and it's the first time I've seen him out of shape. And I even seen I even told him during the game, hey, you're out of shape, aren't you? He's like, Yeah, the bubble coming back from foot injuries. Uh it really he hurt. He did him. have a foot injury. He did have and a foot he injury. Didn't, he didn't say uh he didn't say A D explicitly, but everybody kind of gathered information because if you watch a player, a superstar, because he said superstar, A D is the only one out of shape at this current time. What so, about yeah. he's out of shape? But he's not the guy, he's not the man. Um, AD, that's right. In the finals, uh, in in the series leading up to the finals, he rolled his ankle. Right, he had a he had a couple of rolls of the ankle. He's actually and, he's out he's out for the time being with an Achilles, ooh, sore Achilles, something like that. Yeah, so we got to sit him. Yeah, and he's and got he an didn't Achilles have, and a quad, I think, or something like that. And he didn't get the full benefit of the off season to rest, you know, chill for two months, then work because usually you get. So let's say in a normal season, the season ends, if you go to the finals, ends mid-June, 
And then you guys don't meet up until late September, early October. So you're getting a good solid three months of rest. Lakers and even Miami only got a month and a half, essentially, before the training started back up. I was so, like yeah. two months, like two months and a half. So it ended what October eighth? It was like 10th. seventy. It was like seventy-one days or something like that, right? Was well, 70, 70. 70 days from last game to first game. You still got to put in the. the I, I want to say spring training, but it's not spring training. Preseason. So it wasn't seventy games. I mean, seventy days. It was seventy days from the last day, last game to the first game. So you're looking really more closer to fifty. Um, everybody reconvening, getting back together, and trying to get something in, playing some preseason yeah, games. The Lakers are still in first place. So that says a lot, right? No, we're not. Yeah, we are. I've just looked at it right now. Oh, wait. No. I thought it was Utah. I thought Utah was in first place. I think we might be. I think we last, be. last night they were down a game. Oh, we are down a game. We are. And the Clippers are in third. They're down two and a half. Yeah, I think we need to sit AD. He, uh, I've been having some neck pain myself, but I was watching the game and he mm-hmm. dove for a ball. And he tried to get up because I was watching, you know, I'm watching the game. He tries to get up and he realizes, like, I can't just hop up. So he puts one leg down, like his knee down, and he stands up in the middle of a fast break. And I was like, damn, he's not, he doesn't feel good right now. Yeah. Because he doesn't look good. And he can't play. In the the fourth quarter, he just disappears. It's crazy because AD, who's what, 6'11", is doing stuff that 6'4 guys are doing. Like, Like you said, diving for balls and doing some dirty work and he's always hitting the pint for sure. And, and he, he yeah. did that a lot in the, in the playoffs too, which is for us is great because we got to benefit from the victories. Right. And so does he, but if it's taking a toll on a six foot 11, you got it. Yeah. So that's why I'm biased where I don't want an all-star game. They get a week off. Roughly. But I do think that if he doesn't play though, you'll see us go on like a three or four or five game losing streak without him. Cause we're already struggling in the big man area. We are struggling. You're right, Josiah. We need another big man. We need two. Uh, we, how's everybody uh, else doing, by the way? How are you guys doing? Um, Good. Everything's going good. Everything's going smooth. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, you were, what, two weeks back from uh, Galena, Illinois, back in San Diego? Yes, back in the groove here in San Diego. Um, so it's been an interesting two weeks trying to get things ramped up in, in life and work. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing good. It's good to be back. We're going to go for uh, – Diana's got a day off today, so we're going to go out, run some errands, and uh, hang out. She have a day off, or did she get <coughs> – No, she got a day off. She works hard. She needs a break. So we'll see. She does work hard. She works a lot, huh, Aaron? Or five days a week around there? Or four or five? That's right. Uh, yeah. She does. She puts in her, her time in this relationship. Oh, I appreciate it. You got to give her a shout out again because you had to do a shout out last week. <laughs> this one's more organic, I guess. <laughs> more organic. <laughs> Josiah, what's the latest in the barber world, dude? You, everything opened up a what? A week and a half ago? What's going on with you? Same as honestly, like nothing happened. <laughs> like it's, uh, I still have the, the tape on the windows because. You're social distancing, right? You just mask, do. right? You do all that stuff. Nah, bro. We're, I mean, just for the record, just for the record, just free balling it out there. Like we're no mask. Um, now, of course, we got mask on, and you know, surprisingly, uh, surprisingly, a lot less people give me a hard time about the mask than I thought was gonna happen. You know, 
most people are cool about the about the mask. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. How's business? So, every all your clients coming back? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's pulling back up. You know, the barbers are getting more booked again. Um, uh, still, nobody's hit me up to work. Um, I think everybody's still either milking that unemployment or you know cutting hair from home. A lot of uh, seen that happen a lot, but for the most part. You know what I like, though, too, is that more people are making appointments now, which is great for barbers for us because walk-ins kind of suck, especially when you already have your appointment scheduled for the day. You know, somebody walks in and you're like, oh, well, you know what? I'm busy until about 4.30. Can you come back? You know, it's 1 o'clock. And they're like, nah, I can't come back. I'm trying to get right now. It's like, so now, you know, you got more people calling ahead of time, Um Calling ahead of time, you know, like, hey, do you, is there anything open today? Yeah, we have four thirty. You know, you want to come in? Yeah, yeah, put me down. You know, so that that's that was a good change for us. Do you have a barber on standby for like walk-ins, or how does that work? No, you really can't. You, it's a lot of people suggested that to me, but I would say like sixty percent, sixty to seventy percent, maybe even a higher number. Of people like appointments, you know. So if you're taking appointments away from a barber, you're taking away income from a barber, you know? So he needs to be able to make appointments. Uh, but yeah, it would be nice to have like a barber designated for walk-ins only, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't benefit that barber in the, in the long run. But yeah, shout out to New Era Barbershop though. Come check us out if you're ever in Indio, California. Uh, we're in Old Town Indio by the, by the Del Taco, if you ever, you'll, you'll see it. You'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy about that is that how long have has has the, just business in that in that building been? Like twenty years, just I. Twenty years, yeah, yeah. Just so it's a Nuera Barbershop. Check it out. It's a good shop. Aaron, what's the latest in the hotel? You, you said last night you guys were at twenty percent capacity. What's the latest? Yeah, we're slow. We seem to be like on two extremes with people. Some people don't care about COVID and some people got four masks on. So it's it's wild out here. But it's a lot more local. Are, are they letting you go to full capacity or or twenty percent is the max capacity? No, they're letting us go to full, but there's not a lot of travel. So I think it's just uh man, California is taking a beat down, bro. Like they got a bad rep out there right now. We got a bad rep, like Probably the rest of the country is like, nah, we're not going to California. It's a prison over there. You know, there's nothing to do over there. And they probably are looking at it too as well. Like, you know, there's nothing to do in California, you know? So why would they come out here? I mean, is SeaWorld open? Is, you know, the second yeah, everything open? Everything's back open. Uh, what? And I talked to Bishop last night and he said that the restaurant was really slow as well. Yeah. It, uh, everything's open, but it's not, it's not busy. And so, for a Sunday, you know, everybody goes out on Sundays to go eat. Hey, should we um, should we uh, share with our uh, upcoming uh, share about our upcoming trip, Aaron, or should we wait? We we can we can wait. Let's keep on waiting. Uh, we can keep on waiting. Yeah, because there's one more. There's one more. Uh, uh, how should you say? Like a uh, companion that is maybe in or maybe out. Com- companion that's that is it a weird. dog you yeah. got a, uh, i don't know you know i once uh, i checked in a an older i can't call them a couple companionship once at the hotel 
this lady comes and checks in and I was like, oh, what's the, uh, are you here with yourself or is how many adults in the room? And she goes, oh, I'm with my companion. And I just, she must have been like 60 or 70 years old. I was like, companion, what is that? And so this old guy walks in and she's like, yeah, we're companions. And I was like, that's, I've never heard of that. We're but travelers I, together. We're travelers, but I mean, yeah, it's, well, cool. it's funny because for the longest time when, you know, it's now used more common, but they used, you know, somebody would say like, oh, me and my partner. And for the longest time that used to kind of represent that, okay, that partner might be your gay partner. Or usually it was like, it was like the undertone for saying, okay, my gay partner. And then somehow that kind of started spilling into the mainstream and still now people will refuse it, even whether they're gay or not. Like, oh, my partner. And I'm thinking like, I'm kind of, I have two thoughts. One that is kind of old school that you're referring that you're gay, which is fine. It's cool, whatever. But then when you say partner, I'm like, it's like your business partner. I mean, it's like, why can't you say your spouse or your husband or your wife? But, you know, you know, we, hey, we are in the woke, the woke era. The woke, so. we need a nap. When you're so woke, it's time to take a nap. And yeah, anything else we want to talk about? We got to wrap it up. I got to go do some errands. Uh, Any woke, no. woke situations? Stimulus coming up? Stimulus coming up. We'll see. Should be fun. Should be interesting. Strap in your seatbelts. Feels Why? like the world's upside down. I think 2012 happened, and uh, we're just living in the results of it. We're in part. Like, you don't want that second stimulus, Aaron? No, it's just it's interesting. I was telling Jerry, there's always things that you hear about like five to seven years before they actually happen. And Jerry talks about this like you don't know if a president was good until ten years after their their presidency. Uh, and I see what you're saying because now we're gonna get the two the two thousand dollars that Trump was trying to give us. Not even that, Josiah. So I was I was. Do you remember Andrew Yang from two years ago? He ran for president on the Democrat ticket. Yeah, yeah. He was Just, pushing UBI, also known as universal universal basic income. Yeah, and people were like, "That's crazy! How can the government just give you money? Like, how did that doesn't make any sense?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, we can do this. We can do that. We can do this." And people were like, "That's a radical idea. He can't be president. This guy's nuts." Here we are, two years later, three years later, because 2018 is when he started. And the government's like, so you want fourteen hundred? You want three thousand per kid? What do you want? Give me a number. <laughs> what is, what is the public opinion? Say? But it's not like a monthly thing though, like in other countries. Well, I think about unemployment. The benefits have been raised yeah, to like a thousand dollars a month. But but that's UBI. Was money? No, the unemployment was money that people had already been putting into their you know their whole time working. Everybody puts their own money into. Uh, on a, uh, into their own unemployment and plus you get taxed on unemployment. I don't think we're going to get taxed on all these stimuluses. I don't think it's going to be. Added but I think the unemployment payments taxes are, or like the, that fund, isn't that, there's no fund for that. Is there? I'm I not. Think, yeah, I thought, I thought, uh, yes, there is a fund for I it. I thought you pay into unemployment. I thought that's yeah. part of your check gets taken out. So if shit ever happens, there is this, this fund, as you call it, a, a savings account or whatever, that's supposedly that you're paying into that gets taken out of your taxes. But I don't, every- I don't think it's as much as they've given out for unemployment. Like, oh, probably not. No, it's no, not. No. So that's what I'm saying. The government is is giving you more, is giving you checks. But that was seen as a radical idea 
you know, same thing with Medicare. Oh, you want everybody to have free Medicare? That was like a radical idea, but here we are. So I'm just saying like things, when people, when ideas get popular, they tend to change things. So here's another thing. Not a bad thing. What you were saying about Andrew Yang being crazy. I've noticed with each election, it's the crazy one that's actually the good one. And they make them out to be crazy, whether you want to say Andrew Yang. And and now I refer to this guy now as Ross Perot, who ran in the 92 election against Bill Clinton and, and George H.W. Bush. And he was pointing out all this stuff. He was short. He was a Texan, had a thick accent. Looked, he looked like a caricature of some of something, right? And they labeled him as crazy. And then he, I think I told you this, Aaron, he did like a, he bought like a 30 minute commercial talking about the National Reserve and all this stuff and exporting jobs out to other countries is going to hurt the country. We're going to lose jobs and all this stuff. But because he was kind of like a funny looking dude, they made him out to be crazy. And I told you this too, Josiah in Hollywood, if, you know, if you're not crazy, they'll make you crazy. And, uh, and yeah, Andrew Yang has this radical idea with, you could say it's borderline crazy or how is this going to work? But it's not until years later you realize, well, that guy had a point. It's marketing, right? It's all about marketing. So it's pretty much like nobody at, at that point, nobody will be, you know, broke or poor, but, now, now think about think about why there's so much controversy in welfare. You know, they think that they say people want you know people on welfare to get drug tested and have them look for work at the same time and all this yada yada yada. What do you think free money is gonna do? Free money is gonna give these people you know money to go spend it on whatever they want. You know, they have to have some type of limit on that money if they are gonna give you know money uh, money out to people because. I mean, let's face it, you know, what are these people going to spend that money on? You know? I'm Hookers gonna... and cocaine. I didn't want to say it, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up. We got another podcast in. That's Super so Bowl, Tom Brady, NBA, tax money. It's good. I Anything you guys want to say? I am Tom Brady's son this week since I lost the couple of wagers on him so how much you lose uh, 150 bucks nah, child's child's play yeah it's just not one touchdown kansas city you're you're one of many decide so don't <laughs> you're not <laughs> alone boys, boys put uh 800 bucks on yeah i'm team. sure there's a i'm sure there's a helpline the tom brady took my money helpline <laughs> <laughs> there's people putting claims out there uh, to to Bovada probably or, uh. let's uh let's wrap this up i just want to mention out real quick you know every time we 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 link up for these podcasts we have this thing called Squadcast, and we're able oh it's, it's no different than zoom where we can put uh each other's nicknames on here and josiah for this episode is brady's son uh aaron is young skincare regimen why why is that Tom Brady, when Tom, I Brady. Made the, Tom Brady, and then when I woke up, when Jerry FaceTimed me before the podcast, I was putting on my my moisturizer. So your regimen. <laughs> and uh, my nickname for this show is El Chivo, which is uh, Spanish for goat. And Tom Brady is the goat, so El Chivo is my nickname for today. So um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Sorry for the wait. Podcast. We'll be back in a week or so. For episode six. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye bye.
the drink that i get at dutch bros what's the name of the drink you get at dutch bros it's called the 911 yeah for six shots of espresso <laughs> that's what no I'm thank you way to go get no thank you i've only had espresso once i'm not a coffee guy yeah i, I like i like energy drinks a little bit better but i feel like that <clears throat> that that 911 would definitely wake me up today Where's the where's the best place to get coffee in the valley right now, Josiah? Is it Dutch? Why Dutch Bros? It's kind of because it, to me it's like Starbucks on steroids. Uh, honestly, I'm only going. To, I've only got. Uh, I've only had that drink at Dutch Bros. I only went because I saw that on their menu online. I was like, oh, <laughs> that sounds like me right there. That was a bad uh, But honestly, the Sixth Street Coffee in Coachella has an horchata based coffee. Oh my, it is so Bomb. good. It's so good. It's so good. And, and I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, obviously, right? Like horchata, it has to be bomb, but obviously not everybody knows how to make horchata either because I've had some sorry ass horchata in my life. So shout out to Sixth Street Coffee in Coachella, that bomb ass horchata iced coffee. Really good. Every time, every time too. Like every time. Every time. <laughs> he don't miss. He don't miss. He don't miss over there. <laughs> I was going to go back to your dad, how he's calling out me and Aaron that we're the ones controlling the podcast, which is funny because we've all been in agreement on everything, right? We've coordinated stuff with no arguments. We ask, hey, can we do this time? Can we do this day? No, and, yes, yes. And I'm, and I'm the guilty party for this last week because you know we were supposed to do this on Saturday night, but I had to change plans and there was no argument, right? No argument. No you, asked, you asked if I could do it on Friday and I was like, nah, I get out of work too late on Fridays. and. He said Monday, and I was like, Monday's good. Aaron said, Monday's good. Jerry, Monday's good. Psh, perfect. Oh, that's it's smooth teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Boom. What is yeah, what's the other phrase? It's it's good. It's good to be part of Sorry for the Wait. We're like Jodeci, and Bobby Brown left the group. <sighs> Bobby Brown left us for crap. No, but the new edition still <laughs> that hits. Um, oh, wait. Is it new edition? I don't even know who. I, I was too young. For oh, that. yeah. That, that, he was an old Jodeci. <laughs> I was on NSYNC. Yeah, Bobby Brown left NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> new edition is like the most successful yet chaotic group of all time because so yeah new edition bobby brown left they brought in johnny gill and then new edition broke up to create bell biv devoe uh ralph transvent had his solo career johnny gill had a solo career bobby brown had a solo career they got back together broke up again and it's crazy um you said teamwork makes it over here i'm sorry for the wait like we didn't even get to do one song or one episode. It's like if we got in a fight outside the the studio before we go in there to record our first uh, song. But he'll be back, said, hopefully, hopefully, maybe in a few months. He'll be a guest. He ain't gonna be a member. We miss you, Albert. <laughs> uh, teamwork makes a dream work. What's what's the other one? If you want to go somewhere fast, go alone. If you want to go somewhere far, go together. Have you ever heard that one? That was another little motivating. Cool. Send that one to me. I like that one.